gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're out here deep in Harlem. We're deep. having a celebratory beer because it looks like our despot might actually be taken down. We might be out there, you know, living our living our freedoms that were taken away by this evil, fat, orange man in the blonde wig. I don't know. Blonde, blonde comb over? He's not going anywhere. I know he's not. I know we're <laughs> fucking... It's going to be fucking... <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Five more years of this shit. Cats are partying in the streets nah. like Obama got elected again. Like, yeah, no, nah, this dude is not going anywhere. Yeah, no, nah, it's 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 a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a total wrap. Uh, what's good, fam? Yeah, How you nah. been? Same old, same old. Chillin', 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 chillin'. Word, word. word, word, word. Well, welcome, welcome to Harlem. I have home court here. Ah, uh, <laughs> usually I'm, I feel a little strange out here. Well, you know welcome what I'm to Madison Square Garden, not Barclays. You know, it's it's it's. I, I feel like it's the same amount of gentrification <laughs> happening here and there. So I feel at home. <laughs> I, to, I, I told you my building got gentrified. Oh, so you know, know it's hey, a beautiful hey, thing, man. You know, hey. I like Starbucks too, like everybody else. <laughs> Get me that d- d- Starbucks, man. No, you need that 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 local oh, farm to table third wave coffee. You know, <laughs> <laughs> made the sweat of authentic. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, uh, like uh, I guess we'll, we'll go. We'll go right into it. We'll go into the big news of last week, which was, uh, I guess, it was basically a hip hop law and order for about a whole week. Doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the first day of testimony. Takashi six nine. You know, basically, they got him on, uh, not Rico charges, but basically, you know, gang. I forget even how you even word it. But long story short, whenever they, they get a whole bunch of gang people conspiracy. together. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. There conspiracy we go. That's charges. true. Yeah. Conspiracy charges, where it's like we're all getting together in an illegal in- criminal enterprise type charges. And, you know, as, as you saw by the very memes, he did not stop himself from naming as many names as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I thought I was gonna get named. Yeah, as a gang I feel member. like it's, you know, it's it's, uh, it's like, are we not all bloods deep down inside? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of it all, that's, that's like the new like bloods PR push. <laughs> <laughs> if the bloods hire a PR person. <laughs> It's gonna be on late night TV. It's gonna be like a puppy walking around, and all of a sudden this fucking red comes on. And you know, it's like, like 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 the Coke commercials, like like you know, like the Coke brothers. They have those commercials, or like you know, BP oil, and it's like all these happy people, and they're it's not talking like about destroying could, the planet. That's yeah, gonna be like the new blood. Like you could join the Bloods also. <laughs> Make a difference in your neighborhood. We clean up trash. <laughs> Oh, right. Anyway, so long story short, that's been a lot of big news, a lot of big snitching news, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I kind of don't want to really talk about that. I want to talk about the bigger implication because a lot of it kind of boils down to. So he's sitting there testifying, naming all these names, but they also kind of tied it into his hip hop career. So it's basically long story short. I guess the intro of it is that he kind of had a career before he was an Eastern European, had a little bit of buzz. He came back to the U.S., he was going to have a video called Gummo. He kind of hooked up with these gang members. They were, he was like, yo, I'd like you to be in my video, yada, yada, yada. And then Pack of the Devil was made. While this trial's going on, though, they keep on not only referencing his gang affiliation, which is obviously evidence, but also hip-hop. So the big issue is the fact that I have is the fact of where a lot of the evidence being put in is his lyrics. Yeah. And obviously, like a lot of dumb rappers, he did tell them on himself in those lyrics. <laughs> I'm not going to say that per se, but even telling yourself is, quote unquote, what does that mean? And I want to kind of go dig a little deeper because this isn't the first time where basically rappers got on stage, on stage or in court kind of testifying about their lyrics. 
and there's this weird line of where it feels that for a lot of other art forms, there's a separation there. But with hip hop, it's seen as if like if the you, the character is you. Yeah. You know, it's just like oh, obviously you're a thug, obviously you're a criminal. You know, th- they take that stereotype and they run with it. Even from back in the Two Life Crew days, when they got you know for them it was obscenity charges. For NWA, when the FBI threatened them because of fuck the police. There's been a couple of think pieces out there in Pitchfork, in um, I believe the New Yorker. There's been a lot of just talk about how there's this long history of it. And kind of the reason I want to bring it up is because, like, and, and I kind of get the idea where it's a running joke now, but it's enough of a buzz, enough. It's not the first time, basically, where in the US prosecutors said, oh, well, this got XYZ crime. Here's this evidence, here's that evidence, and here's his lyrics. And I, I have an issue with that from beginning to end. Yeah, definitely. And, and first off, uh, look, I don't want to defend Takashi 669 because Lord knows. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. But the, the co- connections that he has or the connections that, that prosecutors are alleging that he has to gangs are, are tenuous at best. Yes. Right? Like, like basically, you know, they're saying that he's connected with all these gang members and things like that, and it seems like he was just really just trying to, like, connect with them to get, in, like, have them appear in his videos and IG just to make himself look cool. Yeah. You know, it's not like he was, like, out in these streets, like, you know, I don't know, like, like, like Scarface or some shit like that. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it, so that's, and that's, and this, these conspiracy charges are things that um, in New York, especially uh, they've used to, you know, just send people of color to jail. Um, you know, you can, there's a case where in Harlem where somebody was just like on a, a feature on a Facebook picture and they were they were charged with conspiracy. So like there's, there's a long history of just uh, the prosecutor using this, these so-called conspiracy things in addition to the rap lyric things just to send people of color up, up the river. Basically. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's yeah, it, it, it's it, and it's really sad, too, because, you know, a lot of these rappers, I, mean, I was listening to this uh, like interview with Lil Tecca and he's talking about, you know, like they're splicing his like, you know, songs. With his, the real, real thing, and he's just like you know, and the song is like, "Yo, I got like five Bentleys," and little, then they splice through the interview. He's like, "I don't know how to drive." <laughs> <laughs> and the song is like, "I got five bitches," and then little tech is like, "I've been dating my girlfriend for four, four years. I'm monogamous." <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> it, it's it's basically you like like, you know. This is an art form, right? Like this, these are lyrics. These are this is art. This is this is acting in a lot of ways. Um, maybe sometimes it blurs the line where like the acting and the in reality, uh, you know, are the same. But unfortunately, rappers don't have the benefit of the doubt, um, and the 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 art form of rap doesn't have the benefit of, of the doubt to really, you know, like for these people to kind of make these cases in court. Um, and and that's the sad part about it. You know, like like nobody's like trying to say that Quentin Tarantino is like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's that, that's his, yeah, you know, He's like killing dudes <laughs> in Japan, you know. <laughs> nobody's saying that, and, yeah, and that, and that's a sad part of it. It's just like, yeah, like there might be these cases where like art and and reality might be the same, but a lot of times they're not. And like these, di- like Takashi's not getting the benefit of the doubt. Like some of these other cats are not getting the benefit of the doubt. Like. 
you know, it's kind of crazy in that way. Yeah, and and then for me, it kind of leads on to like, cause um, last year, basically, you know, you know how UK is with the with the knife and the gun violence too, and and the gang violence, and that gun violence game, and a little bit guns on the low. People oh yeah, they, they got guns out there. Yeah, don't, so don't um, front. Yeah, so long story short, so I think it was like last year. It was last year where basically, so you've got you know, as every, the world is one build big drill scene nowadays. You know, Chicago to New York to everywhere, and, and so. Long story short, in the UK, the basically the, the police they were basically going to YouTube and asking them to take down rap videos because they felt like it incited violence. So, like, the, there was a big case very early this year where these two grime rappers, right, is is Skin Skin Skindo and Am, right? So they've got a song, they've got a song where basically because you know you got your rival crews where they're doing like the bridges over, like old school diss songs, right? Yeah. So long story short, they do old school diss songs against these other dudes. And long story short, some of those dudes get shot just because they're in that life, but it has nothing to do with them. It's yeah. just, we're just beefing. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. two rival crews beefing. And basically, they got hit with charges, real ass charges, where it was things where I think they aren't allowed to be in the same neighborhood, yada, yada, yada. And then, so this is a relatively big hit. So the dudes basically went and toured the hit. And one of the charges was the fact that they couldn't, like, incite violence. Mm. And because of that, they got hit with a two-year suspended fucking term for for performing that song on tour. That's crazy. Yeah. So it, it wasn't even like, and they were like themselves. They're like, look, we had nothing to do with it. It's yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's just us dissing. And even they said the only reason why they copped those pleas was they just want to get off their career. Everything was suspended. But what got them was, you know, they're out there, they're touring, doing their fucking career. They're performing the song that's a big hit song. It's just, you know, a diss track, nothing big. And to have them fucking get charges on top of that before performing the song. And that's where it's kind of a little crazy. And even the fact of where the police can go to YouTube and say, oh, get rid of these songs. These songs incite gang violence. And the thing is, what kind of gets me about that is I kind of, I don't want to say I get. I could, I could understand a reasonable argument of, all right, cool, you know, we've got this guy, he's got this rap song, he's committing all these crimes, yada, yada, yada. I disagree, but I can understand that. But simply to have a song out there and say that song is fucking the reason why dudes are doing X, Y, Z, kind of misses the whole point of why dudes are doing X, Y, Z. You know, definitely. It's the same, almost the same thing that they're saying about video games, where, like, people are playing video games and it makes them violent. Yeah. You know, like, people, like, you know, and... and the same people who are like watching Scarface and they're watching Goodfellas and they're watching all these other dudes like gangster movies. Yeah. <laughs> are you going out being a gangster like a, a mafioso? Like yeah. no. And and, <laughs> and it gets me because I remember like uh so I think it was Ti basically had an interview and they were like you know yada 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 rap lyrics bad and he was like look he's like he's like yeah I understand rap lyrics you know are violent and stuff. And but you have to understand that basically, if you want that to stop, you've got to stop the environment these rappers are coming from. Like all they're doing is just basically, you know, you stop, you give them their, you know, their two houses, you know, I mean, their, their, their two kids, dog picket fence, <laughs> and nice lawn. They aren't gonna sit there and be on some like whoop whoop whoopity whoop whoop whoop. And it's it's, it's very telling where. As opposed to doing their job, it's just easy to take down fucking YouTube videos. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. And, and in the UK, it's kind of weird too, just because it's it's like their their speech laws are a bit different. Like they don't have the freedom of speech that we do. Yeah, agree. In, in America, we don't, they don't have the freedom. The freedoms. freedoms. The freedoms. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write here. Insert fucking Kid Rock. I'll make sure there's Kid Rock playing the backgrounds. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, but it's just, it's it's still the same racism. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's literally it's, it's white supremacy. Womp yeah, womp. yeah, it's still the same racism. It's yeah. still the same, you know, just just like again, like like not giving these people the benefit of the doubt, like not you know when somebody's saying, hey, we didn't do this, and you have no evidence to prove it, just just give it up. Yeah, but that's but that goes on to my big case. So I, I, as a there's a dude who's really good at music writer, uh, focused on hip hop, Jeff Weiss. Um, he. F- Huge LA hip hop dude, ride or die dude. Uh, Passion of the Weiss dude, right? Yeah, Passion of the Weiss, yeah. 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 So he's been following this case, um, Draco the Ruler, where basically, uh, Draco, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like the, 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 the little Caucasian there. Draco the Ruler. Draco. Yeah, but anyway, long story short, fast forward, here's the case. You ready for this case? <laughs> so, some dude, there's a, there's a, like a pajama jammy jam shit that happens. Mm-hmm. Get shot up, some guy dies, right? Yeah. So, they basically have the guy who shot up the jammy jam, but, and this is what he got accused of. So, they admit he wasn't the shooter. Mm-hmm. They admit, well, I guess they're trying to put up the fact that he possibly planned the shooting. But anyway, long, he wasn't the shooter. He had no beef with the person who got shot. But the argument they're making is that a guy who wasn't at the party but he beef with this guy, and, and and me rewind this. The guy he was beefing with was basically hip hop shit. Like who's more LA? Yeah. So basically, he's beefing with this dude. Who's more LA? Me or you? Me or you? Me or you? You know. Supposedly, he hops in his car, goes down, grabs the homies, goes down to this party, looking for this guy who wasn't there, wasn't supposed to be there. Couldn't find this guy. He <laughs> has somebody else come out aside. Shoot this other random dude because I guess if you can't find the guy you're beefing with, you just shoot somebody else. I, I, yeah. I, I guess out of the streets are now. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, I'm just saying. Basically, it's something where <laughs> it goes back to the conspiracy where they had a shooting, they've got somebody admitted to the shooting, but they're trying to find these tenuous links because whoopity whoop whoop whoop. And, and that's what's kind of unfortunate because they keep on, and, and like in the trial, because he kind of covers it pretty well, he has a great article on Fader about it. It's very much like, look at them. You know, look at them with their guns. Look at this. Look at that. Obviously, by him saying these lyrics, it shows he's a violent individual. Keep in mind that there's nothing in the lyrics about fucking him going to go kill that dude. It's just the Vegas. It's just the fact of where the shooting happened. We're able to kind of vaguely make a connection to this guy, but not yeah. really. And we're just going to fucking, you're going to use rap music now as the big leverage. Yeah. Where every, it's all about the fact that this, he's this big gangster figure. He's got all these gangster rap videos. So obviously, even though he had nothing to do with the shooting, it wasn't his gun. It wasn't anything. Just because there's this weird, vague connection to it, he had to be involved because he's this big, bad gangster individual. Going back to your idea of where, you know, <laughs> he's obviously he's got to have all these fucking crazy goons ready to shoot at will. So that's he's got to be involved. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so I know, like, wh- how do you get into a beef like who's more L.A.? Yeah, I, I, but then you have that, you, I'm like, like, what what is the criteria for being more LA? But let's be honest, (laughs) Nate, give me a, I mean, you had fucking, you had, who's more, Bridget Over, you had more, who started hip hop. You've had, name me a good beef. Like, like, how do you even get, I feel like, here's the thing though, if any subculture could claim to be, like, if there's a hierarchy of LA, like here, so. You have New York City, right? Yeah. New York City has all these different places, yada, yada, yada. I do feel that you're able to kind of get down to a quintessential L.A. formula. 
Like, I feel like it's possible to be more L.A. than somebody else. New York is a little weird because I don't think it's as, I won't say monolithic, but New York has its weird kind of things. But when you think of L.A., you know, when you th- I, I feel that there's a way, I feel like there's a way to become the purest L.A. rapper but, of all time. Like, like, is it like, you know, it's like, I never left Crenshaw. Yeah, I feel like you can do that. It's like, I never left left Crenshaw. (laughs) But you you out in the valley, son. I see you. I see you. You, The the one who has the oldest (laughs) pair of Cortezes that are in most pristine condition. (laughs) I feel like there's a way. The the perfect bandana fold, you know what I'm saying, kind of? The Impala, you know, the age, which is how how, how good the hydraulics are. I feel like we're going to actually take out a metric. We'll get our data scientists. We'll get it da- immediately. Immediately, <laughs> we're going down there. <laughs> anyway, that's a side note. That's a side note. But you know, the most interesting part of this too was, uh, you know, like our, our, our like your boy TK, the race, <laughs> the, the race, the race, which really kind of it kind of messed up for a lot of people. True, it but kinda, it can, you know, I, it kind of messed up for I, a lot of people. I, I can't understand the argument uh, that cutting a rap song, making fun of the police while you're on the run from the police, is a little bit you know, fact versus fiction. Like, you know, a little tight in the line it, there. It, I'm just saying, like, that that did not do rappers any favors whatsoever. Agreed, agreed. I could definitely <laughs> see know. that being an issue. Yeah, I mean, like, it is messed up that they little try to take use that. As little take like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, they try to use that as, like, evidence against a case that was, like, prior, like you know, that murder happened prior to the rap song being recorded, and they use that as kind of evidence. That's really messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, this is supposed to show that this person's a, a quote-unquote bad person. Uh, which I look, he is. Sorry, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know who's defending Tay K. <laughs> well, you know he's young, though. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm the same. No, uh-huh. no, but uh, but no, he he did not give anybody any favors with with the race. Plum, plum. Dope beat though. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a dope song. <laughs> it's a dope song. It's a dope song. <laughs> and, but but that goes to the idea, and and I and I think you know. What kind of gets me about America in general is we love fucking outlaws. Of we course. We love of course. outlaws. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's set up so, you know, cops and robbers. You know what I'm saying? It's like in general, we're, we're, we definitely love our justice, quote unquote, and we love our order, quote unquote. But for the most part, the mythic idea of like, you're, you know, you're a badass, that's literally country music. Country music is literally built on the foundation of you have this badass archetype living on the land, living on their own, on some omerta shit where it's like, I handle my own biz. So it's weird to have these kind of, uh, these myths running around where, depending on the genre, depending on the skin color, we let it slide. And it's like, oh, obviously, oh, you know, yada, 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 Bob Marley's not, you know, shooting sheriffs because he's a happy reggae dude and we love fucking legend. But on the other side, it's like, oh, hip hop. These are the scary Negro. These are this is this has to be real life. You know what I'm saying? These rap songs are out there doing whoopity whoop whoop whoop. Enough. We're kind of bringing it back. Where we're kind of lucky that hip hop is in a space where it is, because like imagine like let's say because I was reading an, ish, an article today about a Joker movie coming out mm-hmm. and how it won't be played in Aurora, Aurora Illinois because that's what had that shooting when the guy was dressed like dressed up like the Joker. No. Right. Yeah, which is kind of it's fucked up and I kind of understand. But imagine that was something hip hop related. Oh, of course. Oh, they would. That would. They would not down. be showing that. Oh, across across the United States, if the, if if any of those cool shooters were hip hop affiliated blatantly, it'd be a fucking rap. And that's what's kind of unfortunate. Where I, I still think that even the assumption of these guys are rapping what they're really doing is kind of dehumanizing. It's like these guys are animals. They can't really 
you know, scratch one foot and tap dance at the same time. It's like I could, you could still cut, like going back to your point, you could still cut rap records about a certain persona, a certain image, a certain character, and still have a whole other fucking life. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah, and, and what I don't like about it also, and to kind of bring it back, was uh, what had me thinking about it was more along the lines of um, Esquire. Remember the motherfucking Esquire? Because yeah. he had a little quick Twitter rant about, you know, a lot of fake rappers out there. But he was also making mention where this is getting national coverage, but if you really think about it, the whole reason why that kind of happened was, you know, Takashi was kind of crashing at their fucking house. These guys aren't like fucking like kingpins. These no. are basically like corner boys. So they kind of spin this whole grand conspiracy about how these guys are fucking doing this and doing that. No, I'm not going to say they haven't done some dirt. Like he said, he pointed it out. But it's a lot of this feels that, you know, just it's, it's a lot of celebrity here. It's a lot of pr- prosecutors trying to make their name off of. You know, these young dudes who are, don't get me wrong, they're dangerous, but they're also misguided. There's a lot of shit here where it doesn't really feel that, oh, you know, and again, don't get me wrong. If these dudes is out here shooting people, definitely take them off the street. And these dudes apparently are. But at the same time, the way they're kind of trudging it out as if they've caught fucking Al Capone, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Kinda. Oh, no, no. And, and, and not to be funny, there's, there's as worthy crimes out there that they should be covering as opposed to my news feed sitting there talking about fucking Cardi B arguing, you know, which segment of the blood she's part of. You know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, and on that note, <laughs> new music. New music. Yes. So, what are you listening to, Stone? All right. So, I, I was just telling you before we started um, recording this podcast, um, there's this artist uh, named Sir Waz. Um, he's out of Sweden. Um, my, I actually, actually discovered him through my barber, actually. Um, essentially, my barber, shout out to Artisan Barber, Upper East Side. Shouts! Um, he, has, he puts out these playlists of like, music that he plays in his shop, and um, this artist was on one of those playlists, and I started like, listening to it. I was like, oh, snap, this is, this is really dope. Um, you know, turns out, like... I've been getting a lot of stuff from his press people. I just don't check my st- my account such as account. Oh, Sorry, emerging artists. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> there it I is. I got like 500. A lot of those promo <laughs> emails going to I that like trash. 5,000 promo emails. I'm like, oh, snap. Um, so I actually got the advanced copy of his latest EP. Ooh. So so, so so why is this like very interesting? It's almost kind of like um, a combination of like Mac DeMarco uh, but was soulful, little dragon esque production. Ooh, um, nice, nice script there. Good yeah, points. Yeah. yeah. And he's, I and felt he, the pitchfork there. I felt, <laughs> I felt the writing. Hit me, hit me with more. <laughs> Hire me, pitchfork. Hire me. I, I know, the, I know the editor, pitchfork. Pooja, uh-huh. what's up? What's oh, good? Holler, holler. He used to throw parties in Baltimore. Dun, dun. Oh, the uh, back in the days. I, I, that, that was a flex. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, so it's got kind of this, like really interesting combination of the two like worlds, and it's Little Dragon affiliated. Yukimi, uh, who's the singer Little Dragon, um, appears on a couple of his songs. Um, you know, they have a it's, it actually works pretty well in the fact that like it's it's this dude is like kind of crazy white dude with this Mac DeMarco voice and Yukimi, <laughs> and somehow it works out. Um, but yeah, it's this really interesting just vibe, um, and it's just really interesting. Like again, it's like very hard to explain. But again, if you like Little Dragon or like Here and John and like some of this other Swedish stuff, I think it's in that same vein. 
Um, so he dropped this this new uh, uh, album called Holding On to a Dream. Uh, so I got the advance of it because I was like, oh snap! Like, like y'all sent me the advance, <laughs> and I was like, it just reminds me of like the 2013 blog era. You know, where you get like the zip file. Oh, <laughs> all that new music to cram into your your Zoom. You know, like, yeah, exactly. It's like with the MP3s. I'm like, oh wow, like I was going through like a nostalgia trip. Just like out, it's, it's kind of the equivalent of like the nostalgia trip of CDs for me. I was like, oh, this is what you have to do. You have to like click on the link and you have to wait for it to download. And the download wheel spinning, uh, and then you have to make sure you had enough. The space in your hard drive <laughs> and then i was like my, my life is just not set up or equipped for mp3s anymore in 2019 like, in 2019 i'm just like i don't even know how to get this on my phone anymore like i like i don't even know like i don't even use itunes anymore <laughs> i guess I, I i had to download vlc and then like vlc <laughs> yeah. holler shots to vlc that VLC kept me down player. for music and pornography <laughs> Shouts to y'all. <laughs> um, anyway, that's a side note. But all, all to say, um, holding on to a dream is a very interesting um, project. I feel like he had a, a, a project before this one, which I'm, the name is escaping me. But if you search Sir Wise, W-A-S, on Spotify, like, you'll see his previous EP, which I really loved. This one was like the follow-up EP. And I think what, what, what I realized is that he like he's doing some pitch correction to his voice on like a lot of his previous like work and he stopped doing that in like the first four or five tracks of this album and like this is grating my ears <laughs> like the voice is, what are you doing um, and even the singles he dropped for this album like his voice i feel is pitch corrector he's doing something where it, it's kind of like a uh, you know, it's, like, it's a lot smoother. Um, but once you get past the first like few, four, three or four, maybe five songs, it kind of hits that rhythm. Um, it kind of like finds that that same lane of his previous work. Um, he has another uh, 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 feature "Keep Me On Here." Um, he has some some stuff layered towards the layer into the album that's kind of like tame and polished, uh, a little groovy. Um, so he's kind of playing with those sounds. It's a, it's a very interesting project. It's a very Swedish project. It's very like European. Um, but again, like if you like some of these other Swedish artists that come out of the same country, I think it falls right in line with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, check it out. It's yeah, called they, Holding On to a Dream. Yeah, they, they do. If, if, if they've got pretty songs out on lock. They do. Like the, like the melodies. I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know what's up with the. It's something in the water out there, dude. Yeah, man. Like, it's just that, that we're Viking blood, man. The Vikings yeah, are out man. there, you know, it's decapitating people and making dope-ass songs <laughs> and fucking loots, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the melodies are on locks. <laughs> uh, I guess like, we'll keep it international. For me, uh, somebody who I've been listening to a lot this last week is uh, an artist called Klein. Okay. Um, she's an uh, experimental, quote-unquote, uh, producer from the UK side, um, Nigerian roots. Um, she had a little bit of buzz a couple of months ago, a couple of months, a couple of years ago, 2017, for EP, and this is her first album, which is weird because I feel like I, the la- the EP there's a lot of press behind it. This one kind of dropped on the low, yeah. And you kind of kind of hear why to a certain extent because it's really out there. It's a lot like if you kind of like I think it's 50 something minutes long. Don't quote me on that because I've got no memory because I drink a lot. But it's <laughs> a it's definitely a full album, but 
it's more concerned of soundscapes than actual songs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's on Hyperdub, which has uh, actually you no. Know I even had a discussion like, like Burial. Burial can definitely has has some dope ass beats, some dope ass fucking garage selling music. Yeah. But sometimes Burial be on some like here's some weird you know feel recording shit and yada yada yada. It's definitely more on that side. Um, this is a little bit more personal for it. You can kind of tell. There's a, there's a I won't say a sadness, but there's a I hate saying darkness too, but it, you know, there's, there's something in the album where it feels a little bit more emotional, heavy than you expect. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of voices towards the end where it feels like it could be her mother, or a family member speaking, um, in a foreign language. But long story short, it's it's kind of captivating because you know, it's 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 so abstract. It kind of reminds me of. And I'm trying to kind of how to explain it. So it reminds me a lot of how, like, let's say. And I hate using this kind of a cliche example, like Aphex Twin has mm. selected Ambient Works Volume Two, which yeah. is basically just like this alien sounding, like like. And then so when I listen to that, it kind of starts zoning out, kind of because it's kind of it fills in word gaps and you kind of start filling things in your head and you kind of make almost a narrative. Mm-hmm. And this kind of hits the same spot of my brain, where it's it's a lot of interesting sounds are going in here. It's 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 not just. It feels like there's a narrative arc, even though you kind of, you know, somebody be like, "Oh, this just sounds like noise." Yeah. But for some reason, like you know, it was for some reason. It's it's definitely there's definitely something meticulous ha- sounding happening. There's definitely some work on a higher level as far as the way you put these sounds together. So it's a record I've been rocking this last week, and I love it. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I listened to like a hot second of it. And I, I I can't formulate an opinion right now. It's hard. It's it's something <laughs> where it's like you can't because I can't be like yo play that track. Yeah. Because and definitely there's songs where sounds eventually coalesce. Coale- Coale- I don't know how you th- coalesce. Coalesce. Yes. Into like you know there'll be some beats on there, but it's a rarity. It's more about a, it's 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 a it's a vibe. It's, yeah. It's a yeah. vibe. And I was at work and I was like, this is this yeah. is not it. But it's like like for me if I'm doing something where it's I'm a little I'm trying to think of. More lizard brain, where I'm not actively thinking about things. Kind of oh yeah, fly. no, definitely, it, definitely. It it kind of it kind of vibes with that. So you know, I'm a huge fan of that record. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, that's what's and up. I, I since I got the mic, I'll keep it going. The other one I'm listening to is Metronomy. Yeah, you, your family turned me on to that. Oh yeah, Metronomy. Band. My, Metronomy is. Shouts to DJ Terra. I think who turned me on to to uh, Metronomy. Yeah, nah. So uh, anyway, long story short, Metronomy was a band where. They were originally electronic bands, more dance music per se. Yeah. But then around, I believe it's album three. Don't quote me on that. Um, the English Riviera, where they kind of yes change it to a full band, yeah, bass yeah, player, yeah. live drummer, and with that they were kind of playing for a little bit of disco, a little bit of yacht rock, and that was kind of like to me like one of my favorite albums. Actually, period. It's just a dope ass album. It's a banga, banga yeah. fam. So since then, they've kind of moved back and forth a little bit. The album after that was still very live music orientated, but it was a little more down tempo. I believe they had another record after that was a little more upbeat. So with this album, it's uh, basically called Metronomy Forever, which is a flex. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put that flag down. And I like it. I mean, I'll, I'll get the negatives out of the way. I do feel it's a little bit too long at times. Yeah. But what I like about it is that it feels like a good mix of all their old stuff. Whereas it's like, all right, you've definitely got like, it's definitely down tempo. You definitely have like a riding around vibe like you had of Alicia Vieira. Mm. But there's a heavy new wave kind of like thing behind all. So the, the synths are a little bit more, uh, and I'm going to say cheesy, but in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Very yeah. 80s. So, yeah. you got the, so that kind of just on to what they were doing before. 
they became over a full live band with their like this electronic dance music. It is kind of seems to kind of in a weird way sum up the band from beginning to end. And if there's any critique, like I said, is the fact that it felt a, bit, a little bit long. Mm. But there's a lot of dope jams here, and and actually like and, and really dope jams. Like I said, it, if I had to do one more critique, is I felt like sometimes some of the songs are great sketches. And I just wish they kind of flexed out more. Yeah. So like the last song is a song called "You're a Mixtape." Mm. Basically, and and the thing is, going back to an, an, the 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 main dude behind Metronomy, I forget James, I forget his last name, but he's really good at storytelling, but externally. Yeah. Because if you listen to what he's saying, it's like it's not guy, it's not girl. It could be about love. It's not really. He's very good at throwing characters out there where you could probably tell he's not related to his real life. Yeah. But it's this little cool little story about how he meets this girl. You know, and he gives her this mixtape to impress her, but he doesn't see her anymore. But it somehow runs into her brother later on. It's like, yo, he had a dope mixtape. And it's a cute little fucking song, but it's like literally like two minutes long. It's barely a verse, chorus, verse, and that's it. And and what's cool about, I think, of, with Metronomy is the fact of where it is, it's just, again, I guess you're going to have to use it's, it's just a vibe. Yeah. It's just a vibe. Yeah. It's just something where, with a Metronomy record, it's nothing where they're trying to fucking. I'm gonna hit you with this avant-garde weirdness, yada 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 yada. It just tends to be solid songwriting and solid solid song composition, music composition, and it's kind of continues to streak. So props to them. Yeah, I, I started listening to this album, and I, I I wasn't a fan of some of the new wavy stuff. Um, I was definitely more of a fan of, of more of the, you know, the old wavy stuff. Old <laughs> wavy stuff, or like the stuff I love from from the English R- Riviera. Um, the new wavy stuff just didn't sound like it just sounded kind of left field in a little way. And I know they dropped some like singles um, before this album and kind of one off like, you know, just like Lucy's um, that kind of like were trying to embrace the sound and it just kind of sounded a little bit generic, to be honest. Um, so I wasn't I think I was a little bit thrown off by that. But um, they're like, I mean, the English Riviera is one of my favorite like 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 albums the past like 10 years like that album goes yeah hard. again then <laughs> yep so uh you know i'm always gonna stand for them and you know i gotta i gotta embrace it they're gonna try some new sounds but um you know i'm definitely going to listen to this album just because i again like my trying me is, is like your it's almost like your favorite like backpack rappers favorite band yeah <laughs> You know, like I know, like Odyssey sampled them. A couple other rappers, you know, like like big them up. Like they they have this really interesting like fan base. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's, it, I mean, look, I'm always gonna stand for them. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it the full, complete listen very soon. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I think that, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all y'all get this week. <laughs> But uh, as usual, y'all, thanks for listening. Thanks for peeping us. Thanks for giving us love. Yeah, we keep, we're getting love, dude. I know. I don't know. I, I'm, I was raised in the black childhood. <laughs> I'm not used to love. It's hard. I was raised a poor black I child. Was, let me lay down on my couch. I remember my parents came from Haiti, West Indies poor. You know, they were they had to work. They were too busy to. They were too busy working hard to put food on the table. <laughs> Give me the affection I needed. And now I grow up. And I'm a podcaster, seeking the affection out from life. Dude, we're getting it from Twitter, dude. That's 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 it's like, Twitter too. I, I know it's it's. I dude, I, you know, look, we've been doing this for over a year now, and it still shocks me. I'm like, shit, y'all listen. 
I know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Next week episode is going to be all UK drill. <laughs> We'll be promoting violence from this point on. But, but you know what? So I was reading this article. This is a really like quick side note about um, all like you know Lizzo and I think like um, like Ariana Grande and like um, a couple of the artists, pop stars who are like like kind of sicking their fans on like haters, you know, via Twitter, and like you know like um, just basically saying like yo. At so and so, call me so and so. What do you think about that? Yeah, and like they kind of know what's going to happen when they they kind of dock somebody, you know. To unleash the house. Uh, I feel like that's the, that's the, that's the level we need to attain to. Oh, that's the goal. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to crush my enemies. So like, I would like love for us to hit that level. <laughs> when, when our fans can crush our enemies, like yes. that's when you know you made yeah, it. So that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to go out there. When I give the call to storm, <laughs> storm the gates like the Bayhive and rage, like BTS fans. <laughs> Exactly. Right to our call. Future fans, dude. Future, future fans. Future, future yeah, fans. It's kind of. Ooh, that Penny Boy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> have the anger of guys so, who have way uh, too many STDs in their lives. Yeah, that's, oh. that's what we need to get to, fam. Da, da, da. All right. All right, y'all. Till next time. Peace. Peace.